This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes. Well, a new week, a fresh start, new people at the helm in Graham Lee and Mickey Nelson as assistant. Finally, after a long wait, the management duo were announced and all rumours can be put to bed. More on that later, but let's dive straight into last weekend's 2-0 defeat at the hands of Port Vale. Davo, firstly, how are you, pal? And secondly, what were your thoughts coming away from last weekend's game? Yeah, firstly, of course, I'm not too bad. Obviously, excitement's building for tomorrow. And obviously, yeah, can't wait for that. Um, last weekend, um, I think frustrated would be the probably the, the probably the best word for this platform. Um, it, coming away from us, I, I was quite similar in comparison to what I said coming away from Swindon in the sense that I thought for long spells in the game, it looked as if nil-nil was a fair reflection. It was a fair reflection on the game. And to be brutally honest, they weren't testing Killip. We weren't testing uh, their keeper. And looking back at the goals we've conceded, very preventable. And the first one, pulls whoever it was, dispossessed in in the midfield cheaply. The ball comes out wide. It's a daft ball over. The, The guy managed to get about a yard in front of Crawford and it's a daft ball in the box and just a, another fine example of the defensive frailties we've seen for the last four weeks from, from Ben. I don't know what he was doing, but he got, got muddled up and a daft tap in and then another daft second goal. But yeah, a frustrating game in the sense that I think it just highlighted again how lacking pulls are in the final third. They lacked any real cutting edge and it's been the same, like I say, for the last two or three weeks without sound like a, an unstuck record and yeah, it was really frustrating because I didn't think we deserved to win, but it, it's horrible, really, when you lose like that. Yeah, it was freezing as well, adding to that. Um, as, as you said, you know, as we were moving forward, one issue that I've had recently is we've been trying to pass the ball into the net. Like, we're not taking shots. We're not 
trying to instigate something and instead of passing it around don't be afraid to let a shot fly and actually test the keeper and things and I think we get stuck in that habit of passing it around trying to play nice football all the time sometimes you've got to do the ugly stuff and just get the ball into the box even with these free kicks corners don't be fancy about it get it in there challenge the keeper and with that wind especially you know it was to our advantage for quite a bit of the game and yeah, to, to lose 2-0 definitely wasn't a fair reflection. It was extremely frustrating, as you've said. Um, the two goals were poor. Um, the second one especially was, you know, to, coming into the end of the game, we were all saying, we'll get another chance, we'll get another chance. And Joe Gray came on yet again and looked really sharp. And I thought, you know, he might bag one here. We did have opportunities. And as Sween said, one side's had a couple of opportunities. They've taken them. The other side i.e. pulls hasn't done that and and it's cost us um so yeah extremely frustrating i thought it was a good following down there considering all the weather and you know how cold it was and uh they were back to the hill all the way through the game and i think it just showed exactly the support that the club and the lads get um week in week out when the final whistle blew and everyone was still there clapping and all we ever ask for is as we say each week is 110 percent effort and commitment and you know what, I, I will touch on this um, when we talk about the Chef Wed game on Wednesday night, but Tom Crawford, I thought, was was really good, really solid um, last week. And, and he's been someone I'm not afraid to hold my hands up. I've probably criticised him more than others in the past. I don't think he's stepped up to the plate, but look, right now he really is, and he's really becoming some footballer. And I think, you know, he'll be challenging definitely for that starting spot. Yeah, funnily enough, um, I wasn't going to say anything, but I am going to contradict you there. Um, obviously, I am credit where credit's due. You know, you, you talk about Tom Croft, and I think his his place in the starting eleven is is purely on merit. But I think to say I'll, again, to say he was brilliant last week is probably maybe a little bit of a tiny overstatement. I, I'm not saying he was like terrible, but I just thought he was quietish. And I just thought in larger spells of the game, it just passed him by. And it wasn't just him. Um, I thought there was Matty Daly as well. We, we know how much of a nuisance these guys can be going forward. And obviously, I just think, you know, it was one of those games. And like you say, it just, I just that's how I thought the how I thought on that one. But moving on, um, we move on now to the news that has recently come out of the club with rumours first emerging Monday evening that Graham Lee and Michael Nelson were going to be coming into the club. That news was then made official on Tuesday as the duo, duo sorry, were officially announced with Lee Turnbull also joining the club in a recruitment capacity. Um, I'm going to be truthfully honest with this. I think when I first saw this emerging on Twitter, as you know, we spoke, Jack, away from the podcast, we spoke privately. I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit like... It was almost as if it was almost like a punch in the stomach, um, because I had the mindset that the fact that it was taken so long, I look, I wasn't expecting Michael Flynn or anything like that, but I thought it might have been a really good appointment. I'm not saying they aren't, but I was I, I was getting myself really like, yeah, this could be a a really good replacement. Um, that being said, um, I am still going to back. Graham and obviously Nels as well, as you do. Um, I have every hope and every ambition that they can they can succeed in the role. And 
bring back some some excitement and, and get our season back on track to where we were in the early part of the season. And obviously, hopefully to go along with that, obviously we've seen a, a comment from Adrian in the press conference saying that there will be money available for them in January. I hope that comes to fruition. Um, I'm not sure if they were there on Wednesday or not. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, hopefully the, the, the already know in advance of where they need where the this team needs to be strengthened and and yeah, that's that's all I've got to say, Jack. Yeah, I think, and I'm not going to deny I've spoken to quite a few people about this when the rumours were emerging and you've always got to be careful with rumours as we've discussed because look, it looked like Woodman was going to come in and it looked like Woodgate was going to come in and then these two, I hadn't heard a sniff about him, um, either of them coming in at the club. Um, obviously, Mickey's just left Blythe in his um, role there, but I think as you as you touched on, um, and we will agree on this one that you know to, for it to take so long, and it to this is no disrespect to the two guys either for it to take so long and for it to be announced as those two with probably a lack of experience is the main worry. Um, it was it was disappointing, I thought, and you know. I've always wanted Mike Flynn, so I've always had my, you know, expectations extremely high um, when that possibly wasn't even, you know, there wasn't even a chance of that to start with. But as we've said, we're going to get behind them. And um, I put this on Twitter as well on my private account and said, look, whatever you think of the appointment, we've got to back these lads to the hilt because they do want to be there. They do want to bring success. No one wants to go into a job to ruin a club or or not perform well, because if you're doing that, you might as well not be in the game. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm going to be backing them. And I think, you know, as long as they get the lads on the side, I think they'll bring in some really new, exciting new ideas and and can really progress the club moving forward. And, and hopefully, I know Sweens has been an interim charge and it's not been easy for him. Um, but I hope that they lean on him a bit as well because he loves the club. He, he's blue and white through and through and and it, he's got a good coaching brain. You know, we've said this. We've said that perhaps it's not the right time for Sweeney to take the management role and, and that can be something that comes in the future. And, you know, I hope that he's instrumental in, in the success moving forward and I hope that Graham and Mickey will, you know, be able to enjoy what we've had recently under Dave and, and be able to experience that atmosphere because it is magic once it gets going. Um, and just to kind of finalise these talks about the new manager until we speak to Sam later, you obviously touched on Adrian Bevington has come out and said that there is money there in January for us to um, spend. And I really hope that's the case. I really hope it's not a false promise. Um, I was just wondering what you were thinking on the, the whole situation about that. Do you think there will be money um, behind the two new boys and and do you think that we will have the opportunity to properly strengthen in January not just some panic uh, signings I think ultimately there has to be and it's not just Adrian who's come out and said this the chairman has come out and said this you know he did an interview obviously as we all know we, and, and he, he openly said as well that whoever comes in there will be money there from the budget that was withheld I, look, we can't afford to be complacent, and this isn't a dig at the hierarchy of this football club. You know, I know we were getting results in the early part of the season, but times have changed, and you know, the performances don't lie. 
I just, I don't, I just don't know. I, we just can't afford to be, like you say, we can't afford to be complacent because if, if we do start to act diligently, then it'll only result in one way and we cannot afford to be anywhere near a similar scenario we found ourselves in five, six years ago. So all I'm going to say, I'm not going to say a lot because, like you say, the two gentlemen have spoken. They've both made public what they what they think about January. So let's just wait and see what the next couple of weeks have to bring. Well, Wednesday was a turn up for the books, wasn't it? It was a result that I didn't see coming. I, I went on the Chef Wed podcast the week before and said I don't know where I'd hedge my bets because of the lineups and things. And Pose made eight changes and still went there and won three nil. I think you know that's that's really positive. One thing that I'll say is that. I believe that when a club doesn't have a manager, obviously Graham Lee and Mickey Nelson are in the stands, but when a club doesn't have a manager that's actually in the dugout and a permanent fixture, I think it can, in my opinion, affect the squad. I think perhaps they could, and I, I really do not mean any disrespect to Sweens here, perhaps they can see a kind of lack of direction in a way because they don't know who they're going to be playing for next. Um but I'm so happy it ended like that for Sweens. I'm, I'm, you know, over the moon for him. Someone who I've mentioned many times throughout um, the discussions as we've been waiting for the new appointment that the man loves the club and, and he, he's got a really good coaching brain and certainly one for the future. So to go there, 3-0 win, Schultz getting a goal, that own goal, um, I must say, was quite a funny watch. Um, and then obviously you've got Goodwin back in the third and then you've got Fond up on thinking he's on uh, WWE and... <laughs> Uh, just deciding, oh, why not just uh, get someone in a headlock and and um, quit my profession for for a few minutes? And now, you know, he's come on and and within thirty seconds he's being booked, and then he's got an elbow to someone a couple of minutes later and nearly got sent off. Well, it wouldn't be a a pose performance if Mike Fondop hadn't done that, would it? But you know, there's plenty of positives to take. I've heard Tom Crawford was absolutely immense, and I know I'm you know bigging him up right now, but I'm really happy for the lad because. I think he perhaps hasn't um, had as many chances as he would like. Um, and I think he's a player that could really fit in well to the squad um, moving forward. So, yeah, you know, it's really positive that um, we've gone and got a result, whether they were playing a bit of a second string team or not. Um, and yeah, just 3-0 in the cup onto the next round and, and perhaps even off to um, Wembley in the near future. Davo, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, I was quite shocked. Obviously, I couldn't watch it. I was at college, and like you say, I literally took two minutes. I thought, oh, yeah, pose will play tonight. I'm thinking it's pointless checking on it because obviously, I thought before the game even kicked off, I thought it was going to be a foregone conclusion. So I thought, yeah, I'll take two minutes, check my phone. Oh, pose winning 2 0. So I thought, I'll, I'll text my dad, which for the sake of the viewers, I won't repeat. Uh, and next thing you know, it's 3-0. So, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But obviously, an interesting point there you mentioned about, about the Chef Wed side. And, you know, I'm not being awful. There were some pretty big names in that side. Berahino, Barry Bannon, Lewis Wing, you know, Josh Windass, etc. So it was a pretty strong team. And like you say, you go there, you make, well, how many changes was it? Seven, eight changes? I think, like you say, full credit to, to the players who turned up and, you know, I will agree with you this time. You know, I've I've heard good reports about Croft and, and about Schultz and about Joe Gray. So it seems like there's a lot of positives to take, and hopefully all this obviously can 
which was, like you say, it was all seen by the new management team. So hopefully all this can be cleared and, and tuck into tomorrow's game and, and it's something to be to be built upon for sure. Well, yeah, I think it's been touched on as well, hasn't it? That it's um, not often that you get an opportunity to impress a new manager in a competitive game, and especially for those players that, you know, haven't been in the squad for the season um, so far and have been on the fringes and wanting the chance. They've turned up. They've That's all you can ask, whether they're second string, whether it's the full first team, as long as, um, you know, they've given it their all and, and they have done and they've gone away from Hillsborough with a very... Um, you know, fantastic result, 3-0. Um, as you said, we didn't expect that. And I think it, it'll give us loads of momentum heading into tomorrow's game against Lincoln. And, and fingers crossed we can build on that. Well, it's time to welcome on to the podcast for the first time, Sam Richards. Sam, how are you? And I guess, what do you make of last week's results-wise? Um, good, thank you very much. Uh, the results last week were pretty good, I think. Well, mainly on Wednesday when we played, obviously, Chef Wed. Um, it was a very, very good result and turnaround. Bit of probably a very poor game on Saturday, really. I, I don't know if you watched it. Um, against Paul Fields, we didn't really offer much going forward, to be honest. And we seemed a bit of a different team when we played on Wednesday and actually wanted to attack. So it was quite good to see a bit of a different contrast. Obviously, the new managerial appointment has been made. I mean, what were your initial thoughts and have your thoughts changed since the press conferences? Uh, I would, yeah, probably yes and no. In, in terms of when, the after all the talk, and we kind of had Flynn lined up and Woodman and you've got, what, Wild. All, and then Woodgate, I think, was mentioned within like a week, you know what I mean? And you've kind of got all these... It, I mean, two out of four of them probably didn't have any experience at the in League Two, which were kind of expected to be getting in, or someone with some sort of league experience. Uh, and then to get sort of Graham Lee and Nelson, it was kind of a bit of a bit of a shock, I think. Um, so I wasn't very happy on on the morning that I came out. Maybe I sent a few text messages that just basically just saying I thought we possibly got the cheaper the cheaper. Uh, option really, you know, uh, in terms of who was probably out there. Uh, after hearing the press conference, I was a little bit more upbeat about it. Actually, I think they've they've come across quite well compared to. His, I don't know if you've seen his first interview on YouTube. Um, interview, he just didn't seem to be. He was just all over the shop. He didn't seem to have any sort of like structure to what he was saying. And I was kind of a bit worried, especially when you had like you're talking about it, but like Dave Chandler, who in every press conference he did, he was always quite like people call him a bit like downbeat and negative like but he was always a bit he knew what he was going to say and he was just he was a bit of a realist you know and obviously the he came in he's he's a bit giddy you know, and he's he's wanting to get started so he's he's a bit all over the place and then I've watched that one that was on the day for about half an hour uh, or did it get posted late last night yeah yes uh, yeah yeah uh, um, I watched it a day when I was on my way I, I listened to it on my way home and he came across much better and I did think to myself actually you know what it is he seems like he's got a bit of a he does have a bit of a plan um, in terms of what he probably wants to do with the club. Um, and after the press conference, I kind of had a little bit of a thought. And I'd say what I just said about the out of most of the managers that we were linked with, we were all thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to get Woodman, we're going to get uh, Wild. And then I thought, and I, I seen on Twitter that everybody was saying, like, Graham Lee's a bit of a step backwards, he's got no experience. But then neither did Woodman up until 20 games ago. 
and and neither did um, Wilde. I think he was only a caretaker at Oldham before he managed to get the Halifax job full time. So it, could we say it was really more experienced than what we've got in now? If they were the two that were mainly linked. So um, in terms of the when he was they were talking about the January transfer window, do we really have that kind of budget? I don't really know. It's it's a bit of a it. Did you get a cheaper option because he wants to spend more money or did you get the cheaper option because we don't have... Well, keeping on that topic, you know, it has been alluded to that, you know, the club is serious about the general transfer window. We've seen from the interview of Raj Singh that he did about a month ago. And obviously, again, Adrian Bevington himself said again in this press conference that there is money there to be spent. So, assuming that this is going to come to fruition in a couple of weeks' time, where would you like to see us strengthen? And if so... Are there any players in mind that you would like to see us bring in? Um, oh, st- to be fair, there's no no players in mind, and I, I actually thought until recently we didn't actually need to strengthen at the back. Um, but then all of a sudden, I thought that Burn and Little, and to be fair, Henry, I thought he was been pretty outstanding at the back, and then he was dropped, and and got always back in, and we seemed to ship a few goals, and after that, I kind of thought to myself maybe we do need another. Sent like centre back, someone that's going to be, bit of, what what's the word like? He's going to get into he's going to get into his man. I think against uh, Forest Green at home, they scored a goal where they essentially just like walked into the back of the net at mm. one point through Burn and past Little. So, um, but I think the main area for for Hartlepool is probably scoring goals. I think what is it minus ten goal difference we've got at the minute. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, as you said, we, we have been looking solid at the back until recently. And I think that's a big issue. And when, you, when you're not scoring goals as well, it amplifies that even more. But as you say, we picked up um, an amazing win and we've discussed yeah. it on Wednesday night, 3-0 um, away at Sheffield Wednesday. And we go into tomorrow away at Lincoln in the FA Cup, a tie that I think yeah. us as Bulls fans should be looking forward to. It's a new ground for myself. And I guess, what are your thoughts heading into the game tomorrow? It's, it is a big it is a big game and I, you can kind of say we've probably done it before we've, we've beat Wigan we've beat Chef Wed now you know we've, we've beat two of the teams that are the, meant to be there the top of their league so are we it kind of makes you think are we actually as far behind as what they think we are in terms of maybe scoring goals and uh, doing as well as we are um, but I've got a good feeling about tomorrow and I don't often say that because I'm quite a bit of a dog club like, but I do actually think that we might we might win tomorrow um, but we do we need someone to, just in terms of sorry going back to what I was saying about the transfer window is scoring goals I know that we've scored three on on Wednesday night but it's I mean before that I think Cullen was probably the only striker to really score before that and then we're bringing on people like Feller and Fondop off the bench and it's just not great for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head, especially um, with Fondop there. But you touched on you're pretty confident heading into tomorrow. Can we get a prediction from yourself? All right, uh, 2-1. Well, thanks very much for coming on to the podcast, Sam. And, you know, we look forward to speaking to you in the future. No worries. Thanks very much. Moving on now to tomorrow's preview. And as we are all quite aware, Pools make the relatively short trip to Lincoln City tomorrow for the FA Cup second round. And the hosts themselves heading to this one in really poor form, excluding cup games. For this, they have won just two games from their last 10, drawing four and losing four, scoring just eight goals in the process. 
And if Pools need more incentive, Lincoln have won just two games at home all season, again, scoring eight goals in 10 home fixtures. And finally, their top goal scorer this term is Anthony Scully, who has scored seven goals and grabbed himself three assists in 15 outings. And just before we do wrap up today's episode, we are going to give a prediction, starting with myself. Last week, I was very down in the gutter. I was very pessimistic, despite the fact that I nearly got it right. I am a little bit more upbeat today. In fact, I'm a lot more upbeat this week. I am going for a one-all draw with a replay. I think if Pools can win, given what I've just said, I think that would be absolutely exceptional. But I'm not going to be too greedy. I am going to say one all with a replay. Jack? Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm going to be confident. I'm not going to be, you know, ridiculously stupid with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to back Pools tomorrow. I'm going to back us, especially after Wednesday, um, you know, uh, Wednesday night, we got that really good result, 3-0 win. I know I've mentioned it plenty of times throughout this episode. Um, but yeah, new manager in, um, new assistant, a good following, I'm sure. Um, you know, down to Lincoln, magic of the cup. I'm going to go with Pulse edging it 1-0, um, you know, and getting us into the hat for the third round, fingers crossed. And, you know, I hope I just hope we're in that hat and the, the opportunity to play a big team would, would be really special. I think as we've discussed, there's that pressure on it, isn't there, that you get emotionally involved, that you you know, you really want this opportunity to play a big team that you might not get um many opportunities to do so. So yeah, I'm gonna go one nil pulls and let's end the, the positive um on a positive note and the podcast. And, and that concludes everything for today's episode. And just want to thank Sam for coming on as, as he did and um, you know, fingers crossed, this is the start of a new successful era under Graham Lee and Mickey Nelson. And I'll just say one thing, we've got to continue to back the boys. We've got to back them to the hilt because they need our support as much as they did under DC. And, you know, hopefully we can start to regain momentum and start to move forward under the new regime. If you haven't checked us out on Twitter, go at HUFC chat, Artlepool United News on Facebook. Keep the faith. Back the boys, and as ever, never say die. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.